0: Hello everyone and welcome to the West What's Next podcast. I'm delighted to have Mira Foley here with me today. I've been a massive fan of Mira as a marketer myself um, and especially over Covid. I, I, everyone has seen her on LinkedIn and on Instagram being so so active but I want to know how she got to where she was today and her journey from that. So welcome Muriel to the What's Next podcast. I really Hi, appreciate <laughs> you coming on. I really really do. So I suppose everyone has kind of seen you I suppose definitely over Covid. I think um, you know your i suppose people i definitely recognize you more in terms of social media you really upped your game in terms of content and i suppose from a marketing point of view um i want to see kind of how you got to where you are um and so let's start with marketing itself and how that came about so when you were in secondary school talk us through business were you involved in business how did you get the the marketing bug i suppose
1: so it's it's a weird one because i I never really thought that marketing was even an option for me because I'm not going to name it. I was in secondary school. My business studies teacher just did not take a shine to me for some reason. So I was such a good student. But anyway, and it turned me off business. So I just didn't even, I didn't do it for my junior cert. I didn't do it for my leaving cert. And I always wanted to be a primary school teacher. That was always my goal. So I was in secondary, being like, "Oh, that's fine. I'll do like primary yeah, teaching," yeah. and I wanted to to do arts first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it through the arts course. So I applied mm-hmm. for arts in UCC, mm-hmm. and I studied English and politics okay. as my as my joint uh, majors. And I like I loved all that. And I know mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of there could be a lot of people listening to this now who are unsure as to like what college course they're doing. Yeah. And I feel like even people who do arts, because there's such a high number of people who do mm-hmm. arts and it just it's so broad and so vast that mm-hmm. it can be really it's it can be quite confusing when you're in it to be mm-hmm. like where where am I going next? Mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. that, like literally what's next. The, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. Yeah. So um really from there I wanted to then go into, as I said, primary teaching, but I yeah. really loved politics but I was okay. like no I'll, I'll stick with what I wanted to do yeah so then I applied to the the extension course in Mary I so okay. you, can, you once you've done arts you can do a year and a half in yeah. Mary I and I didn't realize how competitive it was okay I thought I was yeah. like oh you do an interview in English and yeah. Irish and yeah I'd been like because my dad's a primary teacher so i okay. like Oh, you know, Dad, teach me a bit of Irish there, you know, yeah, yeah. going through a couple of like, know. you know, gut tubbing and all that stuff. And I went up there so smug and I was absolutely brought back down to earth. So yeah. there were people there who, they only take like, I think it's probably changed since then, but they only take about 80 people on this course. Okay. And there were people there who were like, this is my fourth time going. For wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they were
1: were like, oh, I spent the last year, like, volunteering in, like, an Irish school or, like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) So I was, now, and I knew even leaving that day that there wasn't a chance because I I was just so not confident that I'd get it. And I didn't because Mm -hmm. it was so competitive. Yeah. And I just started to freak out because Mm -hmm. that was going to be my plan for that year was, Go into Mary I, become a pharmacist, mm-hmm. and then that's the rest of my life planned. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work out that way. I didn't get Mary I, and I didn't get Hibernian. Like okay. the other, yeah, mm-hmm. my Irish kind of let me down there, and I was so confused. I didn't know what to do, and mm-hmm. I was stuck. Mm-hmm. So I actually ended up taking a year out, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a bad thing at all. for yeah. people to, do. It's mm-hmm. people to take yeah a bit of time to realize what they actually want to do and not just rush because everybody else is going into first year Mm -hmm. or everybody else has their life sorted yeah it's fine and in that year was when everything changed so I went off to Mombasa in Kenya I volunteered there for a few months absolutely loved it went back the next year as well loved it but I spent like five months the next time because I had that year yeah so loved it and I when I was when I came back I was like okay so I did an evening course in child psychology because I still was like maybe I still want to do primary teaching yeah and then it came to the point where I had to decide because it was like all it was coming into the summer and I was going away again Mm -hmm. and I was like you know what maybe it's not for me because I'm a firm believer as well in if things if things are not really feeling right and if you know I do believe that like Things happen for a reason, absolutely. Maybe it wasn't my calling just yet to be a primary teacher. So, and with all the knocks that I got, and with everything that I was doing, I was Mm -hmm. like, maybe there's something else that I should be trying. Mm -hmm. So, then I literally was like, I mean, maybe I'll just do a master's course. So, I went on Google, good old Google, and I typed in all the buzzwords of things I was interested in. And I was like, people, socializing, (laughs) Facebook. La, la, la. And like I literally, and then I wrote masters, and then I wrote course, and that was it. And I pressed enter, and then it was like M.A. in Public Relations with New Media and C.I.T. Apply now, and I was like, okay, so, I love it, I love oh yeah, it, oh yeah. So I literally went on and I clicked on it. Um, to their SEO it found me. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I literally went onto the website, looked through the course description, and. Like, bear in mind, this was like 2010, mm-hmm. so 10, year, 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. No, it was 2010 or 11, one of those. Okay, days, yes, yeah, yeah. Showing, showing my age here. And, um, and I was just looking through the, the description, and it just sounded like everything that I was reading, I was like, yes, oh my God, that, and it was exciting me. And I just literally was like, they were holding interviews when I was away. And I emailed the course coordinator and I was like, is there any chance that I could have my interview before I go? Mm-hmm. And he was so lovely and he was so sound. He had the interview for the course. And then I went away to Kenya again. Brilliant. <laughs> as you do. As you yeah, do, like. as I do. I love it though. I love it. <laughs> and well, do you know what? I think volunteering in any capacity teaches you so much anyway. Yeah. So that's something that keeps you grounded as well. Yeah, Absolutely. And and I got the master's course, I got my application um, acceptance when I was away. So I was so mm. happy then to be yeah. starting in the master's, even though I had absolutely no idea. Like I didn't do an undergrad in marketing. I yeah. didn't do any, like anything like that. So I was very much like, oh my God, I need to learn everything now, you know. And, and, was, and was
0: it... What was it a sense? Because I I think it's very hard when, when you come out of a three or four year course, right, and you're and you're a bit lost, right, and, yeah. I, and that's and I'll be talking. Um, Shannon's actually going to be interviewing me about my story, and yeah. I because I, and I felt that and it's only been twelve months, but I felt very lost in that. Mm-hmm. And did you? And even though you were experiencing things, Miriam, and you were you found this master's, in the back of your head at all, did you, were you comparing yourself to other people, like your friends and like they were probably getting full-time wages and you're, and it, because I, used, even though you're on your own path, did you find it a tough situation at the end of the day or was this something where I, you just embraced it and like actually this, this is the path I was meant to take, even though I've been slightly harder, i learned learn much more if I, if I didn't do that. So how did yeah. you kind of, was it hard for you personally to kind of go through that?
1: Oh, it, it was very, it was a very, like, I hate uncertainty <laughs> and when you have, when you yeah. have no control over yeah. what's like, literally what's next. Yeah. yeah. So I felt, and look, I did have friends who were, you know, some of them were in like really stable courses where yeah. it was like, have a career when you finish college yeah. and you have mm-hmm. good wage. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I felt like all of my life plans were kind of being held back. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, am I going to be still in college, you know, when I'm or in the next six years? Am I mm-hmm. going to have a career? Where is this going? And mm-hmm. like, that was before I found the master's. It was mm-hmm. very much a case of like, what am I actually going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I just like, I just absolutely, the minute I started that master's, it was like this, this like a, yeah of like this is exactly what I need to be doing. So yeah. it's so common though to feel completely lost and to feel really uncertain about everything and then you question your own like I thought yeah. I I was doing those those interviews for Mary I in Hibernia and Hibernian thinking yeah. sure look this is only a formality and then when yeah. I got rejected from both of them mm-hmm. it was like oh maybe I'm not good enough even though I got really good grades in in College for English and Politics. Yeah, and I still doubted myself because yeah. I was getting rejections. But yeah. then once I found this masters, and when I was accepted into it, it was like everything fell into place, and it mm. just. Ticks. And then you're like, okay, yeah. I know, I know, this is for me.
0: Yeah, that, but that's incredible because I think you know, it, it, as I said, like I knew a bit of your story, but for me to see where you are now and to see what you like, it it was a journey for you. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't straightforward. And that's why I think it's so important to have these conversations because we see people have, you know, fantastic jobs, fantastic careers. It wasn't always plain sailing, right? You know what I mean? For any of us, it wasn't, but I think those stories seem to be hidden a bit. You know what I mean? I think they seem to be kind of, because we want to move on from that as well. They don't want to maybe think back to that time. But I think it's really important for students to say, like, it's not a series of you go to college and then it all falls into place. Because, Mm -hmm. and I think as well with with, with the, we're a bit about marketing industry in a minute but I think with those kind of industries anyway or even with what you're looking at with arts it's such a broad course which is brilliant because it gives you so much opportunity and so many options but the other hand you're like well now I have to decide which option I want and that's where the the stress comes in because like what am I going to pick? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's interesting to kind of see that. So you did the master's for, was it a year or two years, Muriel? It was a,
1: a full year. So it was, a full it was year. September okay. to
0: September. Yeah. Okay. So after that, then so you did the year. What was yeah. the plan within that year in terms of, did you know from going into the course, what area you wanted to go in after?
1: Yeah, kind of. So, <laughs> yeah. so I I was like I was working um part time in Tesco. Like for shout you. out to Tesco there because I worked there for like five years and it was um, all through college and to yeah. me, they they're great. Yeah. Um. And I I knew that out of the whole course that mm-hmm. the the digital side of thing really appeals to me more than mm-hmm. everything else because obviously mm-hmm. back like back then I mean it was yeah. you know nine or ten years ago. Yeah. yeah but like social and digital were like kind of covered but not fully and that's the part that I was like oh I really enjoyed that over writing press releases let's say yeah so I I actually ended up um because I I got on really well with my lecturers and like Mm -hmm. they're they're so I mean to be fair they're like CIT is kind of different in that they the lecturers really do communicate with students they do they're brilliant yeah yeah, and they're approachable absolutely I just had such a good relationship with them and then um, one of them actually said there's in the Department of Engineering, there's a spot opened up for just a bit of kind of not really interning, but more like consultancy, but at a junior level um, to help them with promoting a few of their courses in that space. And I was like, OK, uh, I want to do that. Yeah, so it was just for like six months and it was a six month contract. And I ended up getting it and I was working in, yeah, in the Department of Engineering in CIT. As my first job out of college, I was like, this is class. <laughs> so I was able to, so still on campus working and, you know, it was, it was brilliant. I was like learning and like the, the person who was over me was really helpful. And it was just like gathering some pieces of video content, yeah. like getting some of their socials lined up and then just working on a few promotional things. And it was, it was fab and I was like okay this is it like I love this yeah. but I knew that it was coming to an end so then I worked in McCarthy's bar as their marketing manager at the really? same time that's now called the model farm I think it's oh on, yes yeah yeah uh, out, out that way um and I was their marketing manager so I was in-house um so went from in-house to in-house yeah. and like loved kind of the the hospitality industry so they mm. had like obviously their day-to-day and then they bookings and all this stuff yeah. but I was like oh okay like managing yeah. the website and like again just building my skills yeah. and then I worked in media manager which was a, a very kind of fresh okay, um, yeah. social media marketing agency mm-hmm. and I ended up actually interviewing the the director there for my thesis for my master's Brilliant. but I kept relation like the relationship going with her okay. um so because of that so that's like a good thing is like everyone you meet along the way keep keep in touch with them keep the relationship going because you never know and yeah. she was kind of like oh what are you doing now and like any chance yeah. you want to maybe do a few hours here so started on I think about a day or two with them and then ended up working full-time and that was basically me managing about 30 to 40 social media accounts wow. um yeah, uh, it, it was intense, and that was creating content. That was like back when if you boosted a post, you were a millionaire. It was yeah, like yeah. who's boosting posts? Like what's going on? And that was like before campaigns and all that stuff. It was like I had a, a client, Audi Park, and they were the only people who were really advertising. And I was like, oh my god, look at amazing. this! Like it's yeah, So amazing. learned basically. That's where I just fell completely in love with social media and all of the marketing around that. And I was a busy bee. I worked hard, like long hours. I was doing marketing for Deep South and the Bowery as well in Cork. So I had four phones at one stage. (sighs) And my friends like barely saw me and I was like, Can't do it, I'm working and like I work in the evenings doing like marketing and hostessing in the Bowery and then I'd work daytime for media manager. So I was like, huh did you
0: find that you you because I I just find it because I'm just fascinated by you in terms of marketing itself. So I'm like trying to get all the information, especially marketing <laughs> students, because I think I don't know. I just think it's a very it's a very unique industry, right? In terms yeah. of like you like you know the amount of experience you just said there, right? The mm-hmm. accumulation of that, mm-hmm. and then you're working hours and hours and hours to keep up with it, and to like yeah. do you do you, like do you think that. It is a sense of, like, if you want to make in this industry, you have to, like, just go for it. There's no kind of holding back, because I'm finding that much more that, like, you just have to go for it now, because it's just... No one's waiting for you. You have to get the opportunity for yourself.
1: Exactly. I think that this this sense of, like, almost, like, entitlement of, like, oh, I'm finished my course now, I'll walk into a job. But it is, like, you do have to put yourself out there. You Mm. have to, you know, like... Pitch yourself and work hard and like for some people they're lucky they just happen Mm -hmm. to fall into a job that Mm -hmm. they love and it's like working out for them and everything's rosy in the garden but it's not that case for everybody else so it's just really as you said it's like putting yourself out there and working hard and I worked really really hard in like my first few years of like this industry and I learned so much that it's stood to me like Mm -hmm. I am a hard worker and I do put my all into everything that I do and Mm -hmm. I will never not be like that yeah but you definitely need like those few years at the start like they grounded me and they made me like appreciate Mm. everything else afterwards yeah (laughs) when I was like oh I don't have to manage all of these accounts and like oh there's more people than me here this is great so Yeah. yeah yeah it's a learning uh, curve for that's sure. that's
0: really interesting and I think like obviously a big thing for you in terms of you were in like you're working for an agency I think for, for for how many I don't know how many years you were doing that but you went yeah. out on your own
1: yeah you so, so in terms of what you
0: want <laughs> of how that was because to me I I had a bit of experience and then I'm doing my own kind of freelancing as well yeah it's tough work. It's tough, tough work. So mm-hmm. for you, what was the motivation to kind of go out in your own?
1: Well, after, so I probably forgot to mention that I spent like nearly four years in Toronto and Canada as well. Oh, fantastic. So. <laughs> I, it, more oh I love it I love it. So yeah, so when I finished up in media manager, I actually finished up to move to Canada. So I moved oh, to yeah. Toronto mm-hmm. um, and I worked there in a global agency called iProspect. And that's, that's where I started to work with really big brands. So they yeah. work with like Coca-Cola, Adidas, ah, Reebok, Diageo, yeah. Aldo, like Home Depot, Subway, really, really big brands yeah. with really, really yeah. big budgets. Yeah. And I worked as an analyst first and then okay. I carved out a role of paid social lead to manage the, the Toronto and Montreal um, paid social okay. offering. Okay. And... I basically carved out that role for myself and I made the job description and pitched it to the CFO. And I was like, "So, I see a little bit of a gap here and I think I can fill it. And he was like, okay. Like he was like, well, you you know, you've stated what you can do and how it can benefit the company. So let's do it. So that was unbelievable. And I've never, I I was always that person who'd always be like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And it was the first time that I was like, just... Just really go for it. Just yeah. like have yeah. your ducks in a row and go for it. Yeah. So, you know, doing the social strategies for these big brands was just phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. the experience was was unreal. And like being partnered with Facebook, going to their offices and like strategizing with them, like for mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Same for Snapchat, launching Adidas, Canada's first campaign on Snap. Like it was class. So there's a lot of things there that I learned. And then all of those tools I brought back home with me. Yeah. So um, then I worked in Hopkins communications for two and a half years Brilliant. and I was digital director there, loved it. It was fab, but there was always this thing like mm-hmm. niggling away at me being like, what if you did this yourself or like, what if you went out on your own? And it was always like something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just never really had that, like that kind of part of me that just was like fearless completely Mm. fearless to just go for it Mm -hmm. and really it was this year with there's so much you know happening and changing and like I feel like digital is so important now more Mm. than ever because it's future proof Mm -hmm. that I saw an opportunity to just just do it just go on your own and literally take the plunge i know it's such a cliche like it's such a word that's used but it so was
0: much. it was massive for you though i mean that was a yeah. massive step in terms of that and like were you yeah. w- when you made the decision was it like were you kind of going into it a little bit apprehensively or were you kind of like no i'm i'm actually i'm actually because like you're really well qualified to do it <laughs> there's no there was no doubt in your skills but in terms of yourself mm. were you like oh like, is it is it nice to have going into a job and coming home to it and not coming home to yeah. it but for when you work for yourself it's all down to you was there or were you, just, were you yeah. just ready were you like I'm actually ready for this
1: I I was it was kind of half and half like I was ready but yeah. I was held back by the fact that I I do like security as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's so like with as I said with everything that's going on it's so uncertain that I was yeah. like am I leaving a job that is like a paycheck you know Absolutely. every month in yeah. your account it's yeah. stable it's secure but then I weighed that up against the fact that like I will be my own boss I can Mm -hmm. you know I can work with clients that I'm really passionate about I can work on bigger projects or like very different projects and Mm -hmm. just be able to expand and explore beyond Mm -hmm. even beyond Cork yeah and that passion overrided the fear yeah and then I just I just went for it now it's scary you know yourself yeah like dealing with your own admin that you never had yeah. to do it before
0: like don't get me startled it's so it's, such, on that. it's so it's so and it, like 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 it's such it, it's for me it was you know I've I started mine in May and I think it's it's you find a lot of strength inner strength with it I think and what you know what I mean yeah. in terms of like you find like you know that you're well able to do it but it yeah. and you have and the skills that you need to learn very quickly like even admin mm-hmm. and kind of getting that sorted organizing yourself making sure that mm-hmm. you know you're there's so much growth with it as well and I think it's yeah. and, and especially in this in I I, and I don't know if you found it but I think this kind of time we're living in it's yeah. a great time because you know full-time marketing roles are sadly going people suddenly support so the, the freelancers and the consultants it, it's a great time for us I mean it yeah. in, you know in some respects you know so it's yeah. you know that's sounds of kind of but at the same time you have to see what the landscape is at the moment and with us it's it, it works out well for people because they're getting some support but they don't have to pay a full-time person so it yeah. probably worked well in that sense for you as well you know that you were able to you know work from home and you were able you know we, there's a lot yeah. of positives for us I think in terms of COVID that we're yep. to work from and continue working, you know? So it's...
1: Exactly. And it's great because because I think one of the good things that came out of the lockdown is mm-hmm. the fact that people realized that they could do business over Zoom and they didn't have to be mm-hmm. in person. Yeah. So, like, it allowed me to work. Like, I've clients in the UAE, I've clients in Canada, mm-hmm. like, all over Ireland. Mm-hmm. I'm working with people. So it's great to, like, not just have to localize where you work. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I love that, love that. Yeah.
0: I'm like, yes. Yeah. There's no limit, like, there's no limit oh. with it. And it's, and, and yeah. I said even more, there's that kind of culture now where people are working probably more so with other countries because we have that kind of, we have that base of technology. Yeah. So, so I suppose, obviously now we have, I suppose, a lot of students coming out of marketing specifically, but students yes. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, what more advice would you give them, Muriel, kind of coming out to this kind of strange world, but... I suppose, what what could they do to really stand out, I suppose?
1: Oh, I think, like, they need to be a little easier on themselves, first of all, because Mm -hmm. I get that with marketing. You feel like you always have to be front and centre. You always have to, like, know what's going on. And with digital in particular, there's so much there. Nobody, like, nobody knows everything about digital. Even if they say they do, they don't. Yeah, It's one of those things where I always say, find a niche find a a part of digital or find a part of marketing that you're like, that's what I love. And that's what I'm really good at. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on that Mm -hmm. so much that I'm known for it. Mm -hmm. And that if people want that particular offering or service or help, even if it's just SEO, that Mm -hmm. in itself, like the amount of people that come to me and they're like, I need SEO help. And you're kind of like, well, I know one or two people, but it's like, yeah. If you started to talk about SEO, for example, as a topic, yeah. and you start to become passionate about it, mm-hmm. and that was just your offering, you'd be surprised. You'd be full of clients in yeah. a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's it's not, I think digital is very, is is broad, marketing is so broad that I would say, find a niche, find something you're passionate about and that you love and that you're good at. Yeah. And just... Start developing your skill set even more in that niche and start mm. talking about it. Like use yeah. your LinkedIn as a platform to really project your knowledge, yeah. Yeah. to connect with people. Because what you want is for people to be having a conversation and someone to go, we need SEO. Yeah. And then someone to go, oh, there's this, there's this girl or there's this boy on LinkedIn and they're always coming up and they're always talking about SEO. Yeah. And that's, and that's where you're like, oh, you're in. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It's all about just sharing knowledge and being passionate about what you're talking about. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't like a certain aspect of digital, don't talk too much about it or don't promote yourself as knowing too much about that Mm because you could get caught in, you know, in a role that you might not enjoy. So it's all about just developing yourself within a niche and finding something that you love because it will shine through. And yeah. you don't even really have to market or advertise yourself because it's really obvious that you're good at what you do when you're like, "Yeah, this is what's happening." Yeah, oh, blah, blah, blah. like, yeah, this is the update in SEO and i that and it just it works. So yeah, I think if people are a bit easier on themselves and not too like put out by the fact that there's so much material out there, I think that's mm. a common thing that happens with students because, mm. like, I lecture in CIT as well um, yeah. on the digital marketing course and there's a lot of overwhelm there for people where they're like trying to learn about how a website works but also how, you know, TikTok algorithm works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so broad that Mm -hmm. it's like just, it's okay, you know, take a breath. You'll like, you'll find your flow and you'll, you know, you will, you get there. But I would say that things that really stood to me were working in agency and Mm -hmm. working in in in-house. And if you can get experience in both, like maybe yeah. work a couple of years in-house and then go agency because yeah. there's such a difference between the two that yeah. you could actually find your love more so in-house than agency um, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, and I did go away. Like I did get experience, you know, in Toronto. Like mm-hmm. even like I know it's tough now with COVID and everything. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. so much uncertainty. But yeah. working for a bigger company with, you know, be, having access to partnerships and looking at how the big brands do it that really does help to see the bigger picture because you can apply all that to small business as well absolutely the, te- the theory
0: is still the same isn't it but it's how it's just different in terms of budget how you look after it but exactly. it really is the same in terms That's such good advice because I think that's something that it, it is a very overwhelming industry at the moment and I think you know with, with a lot of courses, you know, free courses and on you can see the Instagram, all these courses and you're like mm-hmm. overwhelmed by it because it's like, where do I go for it? So I think that that's a great, in any industry, but specifically marketing to pick your niche. Yeah. So that's very good advice. I appreciate that. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I think people will get a lot out of this. I certainly did anyway. And um, talk to you soon. All right. Thanks yeah, guys. Thanks, Alison.